Hello. We uh, we have with us Molten Cucumber again. Uh, doing a second tour of the show. Um, so today we're going to debate is socialism evil? And before we start, I'd like to ask Molten Cucumber a question. Go ahead. Um, thank you. In the on Discord, this is essentially how this uh, debate happened. Uh, there was a conversation I was having with someone else, or or it was about someone else, and it went roughly like this. I, I had a while debating, I think, market socialism with someone else. I gave an example that market socialism had existed uh, for about, I don't know, 40 odd years in Yugosl former Yugoslavia, which essentially resulted in uh, state collapse, literally, because it collapsed into several other countries. And in addition to that, it raised tensions in the area that were already there, but uh, heightened them significantly which led to the Bosnian genocide. And his reply was, so what? It's only one example. We need to try it again, which I thought was in bad taste or in bad faith. Now, you surprisingly said similarly that one example isn't worth shit. Uh, so would you, would you still uh, hold that uh, claim? One example is certainly not enough to be conclusive is probably the best way to phrase it. Okay, it so is... let, me, let me ask a follow-up then. Would you retry the market socialism experiment with knowing that there is a risk of state collapse and genocide? I mean, yes, but there is also that risk in virtually any form of government outside of like you know I, actual sure. anarchist ideals. I'm not sure if that's true I, I don't I, I'm not sure if that's a uh, if that's okay so let's uh let's flip it just before we start before we continue if it might be relevant to the debate should we try uh Nazism again because maybe the first time they just got it wrong no wh wh why not why is one-time Marxism conclusive bad but one time market socialism not not ancient to decide that it's the final nail in the coffin. Aside from all of the other differences, the uh, market socialism doesn't have a foundation on uh, genocide and culture. You like you even if you do believe that market socialism can only uh, can only like inevitably lead to that. That still doesn't make it predicated on genocide. It is not like even if you, if I were to grant you that it always devolves into genocide, it is still not the same. So, uh, so if if both if both market socialism, I'm not saying it is, but if both market socialism and Nazism always devolve into genocide, for, forgetting for a second the core ideology outright stating that it should or should not include genocide. But um, if the result is all, always genocide, then we should still try. 
No. Not what if did it's I miss? A- okay, sorry. Can you repeat so, then what you said? So, if you assume not it is proven that uh, market socialism leads to genocide, there is still a difference because only one of them uh, only one of them touts genocide as being a good, necessary part of of the society's existence. Like, I don't think you will find anyone outside of truly insane people saying that Nazism and fascism are good. Okay, well, let's say uh, just fascism or ultra-nationalism. Should we give that a, a second try? There's no state no. of genocide in, in this particular deal. Okay. Well, so fascism does fascism does denote uh the word. Fascism does it, it is predicated on exclusion. It is a exclusionary ideology that uh there is always an in-group and the out-group which is being discriminated against. That is one of the most no. uh that's one of the most well, like I Central uh, let, let me parts let, let me help you. let me help you so it's not necessarily i mean it's not necessarily not that i'm promoting it but it's not necessarily the case that it's supposed to be in group and out group it's supposed to be uh something ultra nationalist like the state is is the most important thing now th- it, there have been versions of it obviously that have said well some individuals are not worthy to be part of the state. So, for example, if if your blood is the reason why you belong to a particular country, or why you belong to a particular nationality, sorry, uh, then maybe with maybe it evolves into a situation where where some people's blood is better than others. But just ultra national, just saying the nation is good. We should have a strong strong nation and it will lead us in the right direction may not necessarily seclude like uh, may not necessarily have an in-group and an out-group because the nation is the focus in effect my criticism there was specifically of fascism not ultranationalism although I would argue that ultranationalism does include that out-group and that being anyone not a member of that state nation, country, whatever Okay, well, doesn't but there's an outgroup in socialism, no? Who would that be? The capitalists. Once, mm, I mean, kind of. In a, uh-huh. in a, if you were being incredibly reductive, yes, but also only during a transitionary phase. Um, once, like. Once an idealistic, like true socialist uh, economy has been established, there would no longer be capitalists to discriminate against. But okay, well, more importantly, there is also the fact that capitalists are not—you are not born a capitalist. Well, okay, a few people are. You are not. It is not an immutable characteristic, which is well, one I, of the. I, then I would say I would say similarly, uh, fascist Italy. In the case of of Jews specifically, because uh, this is a theme that in, in the in the conversation there'll be a lot about about Jews. He said that Jews can be Italian after they've gone like through a transition of twenty five years. They'll start becoming spiritually Italian and spiritually nationalistic. Who said that? 
Benito uh, Mussolini. Ah, everyone's favorite dictator. Well, another version of fascist, or the or the, the OG fascist. The OG fascist, yeah. Yes, original, original flavor. Oh yeah. Um, so there is like the concept of you know, I mean, obviously uh, Germany was more purity of blood and had like a stronger sense of of racism, but uh, fascism, fascism with a capital F, Italian fascism. Uh, would have allowed minorities as long as they show that they are for the state. Or if all, I don't know, go through a trial by fire, I have no idea. Some sort of rubber stamp they said they are now nationalists. So you, you could say the same thing in, in that uh, scenario. It doesn't have to be the case that there are in-groups and angles, but typically, in almost all cases of these sorts of things on both sides, of the comparison, and we will be doing comparisons in this debate. You have an in-group and an out-group. Typically, the in-group is much larger than the out-group, or in a sense, there's a majority and a minority. Uh, and that is kind of like a, a theme running through all of these things. But let's let's get started. So, so you think? So, I'll 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 take your answer that there's something morally better about market socialism or socialism in general, whereas there's something morally worse in the ideology itself, obviously not in the consequences, uh, that is worse in fascism or Nazism that is worse than socialism. Is that accurate of me to say? Yes. Okay, but bearing in mind, there has been atrocities in history and those happened under Nazism and those happened under socialist countries or social countries that implemented socialism we agree that those happened yes or no yeah I, i'm not a, i'm not one of the uh, am i allowed to swear you can you can swear youtube won't not one of the fucking not... imbeciles that decides that oh you know the uyghur cultural genocide no it didn't happen i i'm not i'm not okay. a, not i'm not a i'm not quite that far gone but um i would also like to point out that there are many atrocities that are committed by capitalist nations. I am not arguing that well, I could, but in this instance I am not arguing that capitalism is the is like the leading, like main driving factor, that's the word, of of said atrocities. Just because atrocities were committed under a certain economic system doesn't mean they were committed because of it. Well I'm I am gonna make the case. That it is because of it in in this okay. debate, and you all all you need to do is say is disprove my correlation okay. or causation. Please, okay, go ahead. This is this is why I signed up because this is something I know at least a little bit about. I am not the most knowledgeable, but okay, okay. So let's see. So I'm I'm saying that. There are ideologies or uh, moral frameworks that's such a, the ones behind socialism, let's say. And they are saying uh, we need to form these economic systems because these economic systems are more moral than our existing ones. So far, so good? Yeah. Now, I'm making the claim that the, re the result of the... We have seen in history that the result of of the system uh, that 
very large atrocities or the largest atrocities in history have happened under the system. Now, that's not to say that every single implementation of socialism had an atrocity, but, but pretty much what has happened is from a range of the best outcome being state collapse to the, to the worst outcome of genocides and, and millions of people dying through various ideological economic projects that result in starvation. Similarly, uh, we have on the other side of the fence, we have fascism and Nazism, and their ideology seems to be more, um, how can I say, like viscerally wrong to us, although to some people, you know, maybe alt-right people may disagree with me here, but viscerally more uh, evil, and those in at least one case have resulted in mass atrocities, but there have been other cases where that has not happened, like just five-figure kind of atrocities, but not, not any big ones to, to speak of. And you could also say that there are several countries in, in Europe at the moment that operate under a similar kind of ideology as the core guiding principle, although it's, more, it's less pronounced than in the Second World War, but you could say they're influenced by that ideology at the moment. So I, so in the case of, of Nazism, we're saying the ideology is bad, the results of it being bad were predictable, and therefore the whole system is bad, and we should not try it again. But in the case of socialism, even though it has very, very bad consequences, provable consequences, we're saying, no, let's give it another try, even you have already said, even though that market socialism in a country, I'm going to say led to, but the consequence of uh, was severe state collapse and genocide. We're saying, no, it doesn't prove anything because the ideology is still built on some kind of being nice to other people, therefore it can't be bad, and the reasons, the consequences can't be related to the ideology. Have I, have I started on the right foot here, or, or have I strawmanned anything? Um, no, that that seems to be pretty much what I said. I don't really disagree. Okay. So, why would you say that if, or start me off here, why would you say that if we have like a moral framework, we implement that moral framework in, in reality, or we try to, it leads to really bad results, but, but we're not saying that the moral framework is bad, we're saying, no, so we, got it, we got it wrong in the impl implementation somewhere along the way. Or, or let me draw an analogy here. We bought an IKEA uh, buildable table, we followed the instructions, it, it, went, hor it went horribly. So is, is the whole, is the whole is the, are the instructions bad, or did we just implement it wrong? I mean, it's not usually, I would say it's not really anyone, at least, it's not Ikea's fault when... Sorry, don't, buying... don't use the Ikea, I, I, I regret, I actually regret okay, well, using it as an analogy completely. It's, uh, would you like to use a different analogy, so I can make okay, a Okay, so let's, let's, just, let's just do it like... Without an analogy, like we have a moral system, we implement that into economic system, mass atrocities. So the question is, is the system bad? Because we followed it to get, and we got X. We followed X and we got Y. Is X bad, or did we implement X wrong and we got Y by accident? Um, my 
is there an option C? Because of those, give, give me an option, uh, the give me an option C. So of those, uh, the the latter, the uh, it was implemented wrong is closer, but no, um, it is it is not really very intellectually honest to say that it was entirely their fault when quite frequently it is due to outside influence. Uh, so like to use like even like Yugoslavia, uh, there was. Like they had an incredibly unstable political history, and the reason that they went bankrupt was because they spent in like they spent so much on military spending, uh, because of preparing for war against both NATO and the Soviet Union. Like no, that's that's not what happened. And I studied Yugoslavia. Is that not accurate? No. Okay. They Correct they weren't me. actually they weren't actually in a war. No, they Peter weren't in a was, war, but. Tito was actually a very good diplomat. He was mm. playing both sides, and he was actually getting uh, foreign aid from both the East and the West. He was getting uh, a combination of foreign aid and loans from both sides. He was playing uh, the East, as in communism, and saying, we're kind of like communism, we're thinking about it, but we're not fully committed yet, but give us foreign aid and loans in the meantime. And he was doing the same for the West. And uh, his fun- in his funeral, it was like almost all the world leaders, like from both sides, the worst, most evilest leaders and the most uh, uh, American or, or British or whatnot, like everyone was there. He, he was a very good diplomat and he was able to play both sides. There was no risk of actual war at all. I mean, Stalin back in the day before Stalin died sent some assassins to kill him, but, but, it, but they, they missed. But after that, he was just playing both sides, and he was able to get a lot of foreign aid and, and created a sort of uh, credit bubble that allowed them to fund their day-to-day economic activities. Hmm. And if any, if anything, like they, they did have like an industry in terms of military spending. They, it's not that they had a large military, but they did produce a lot of AK-47s, and I think even today. A lot of AK-47s in Africa were made in that period in Yugoslavia, uh, from that period in Yugoslavia. Cool. Well, thanks for the history lesson, even if, even though even though it messed up my point. That uh, I did not well, know that. Maybe Thank maybe you. maybe let's stick to the to the well, vanilla so... USSR, Mao's China, and, and maybe. Oh Cambodia. well, okay. I mean. Uh, the USSR had some good things about it that were achieved by virtue of socialist of socialist policies, and a lot and m- almost all of the bad stuff was due to authoritarianism, which basically everyone agrees was bad, was and is bad. Like, okay, and if I if I say that I'm I'm quite confident that authoritarianism is pretty much part of socialism. Like it would be very difficult to detach it. It is one. It's authoritarian socialism is one of the most uh, easy to implement, but hardest to maintain, which is one of the reasons why it is so uh, popular in history. And it and it is a legitimate, however much I dislike it, subset of uh, of socialism. It is 
it is not the only form of socialism. Okay, which okay is so my let me main so point. let me ask. Uh, sorry, let let me. I'm slightly cutting you off, but let me ask you, like, uh, in the direction of why I think has to be authoritarian. I'll, um, you within socialism, and I I don't really see too many ways around it. Um, you need to appropriate people's property. They're not going to like that. Um, and to some degree, you, you need some force to appropriate property from some people. Now, this isn't the, the key issues for the, for the mass, mass death. This, in fact, could be one of the small things. But in addition to that, um, I'll contrast it to what I think democratic socialism or what people think democratic socialism would look like. So, let's say a lot of uh, Marxist-Leninist countries had a five-year plan to implement something. Um, that isn't something you can do very easily in democratic countries. I'll explain why. Because um, democratic countries have elections every two to four years. It's very difficult to, in those countries to say, I'm going to make a very big change. Because at the end of two years, depending if you're a prime minister or president or just like a a lower level member of parliament, every two years, let's say, you, you'll get that there will be elections. And if within those two years, uh, something goes wrong or I, I, you know, it's not going the way people like, the other political party and let's say they'll capitalists say, look, this isn't working out. Quickly, let's undo everything these socialists are doing and get back on track. So, very diff so it will be easier for an authoritarian to implement a, a five-year plan or a ten-year plan than it is in a democracy, in my opinion. Um, there are, I think, I'm, I think I may have to look at a few other things, but essentially, in addition, in addition to those two points, a bigger point is you are consolidating power in a country. You may disagree with this, uh, with this point, but uh, I just want to open something for a second. <clears throat> you're consolidating economic and political power within within the government, whereas before, let's say, they just had political power or mainly political power, and the mo and and people in the country had economic freedom. You are removing that economic freedom, and you are consolidating economic and political power. And I think that consolidation of power is something that then leads to more authoritarian behavior. In addition, typically the socialist countries. They didn't allow for political pluralism. You wouldn't have a situation where you had more than one party, like the Socialist Party and the Capitalist Party. In fact, they hunted down anyone that was counter-revolutionary or even thought about being a capitalist. And if you did have capitalists, if you did have political pluralism, you know, at the end of two years or four years, they can just undo everything you've done. Um, so that's why I think, like, socialists don't fully appreciate that really the the best chances of success, or maybe one of the few options of implementing socialism, is through some sort of authoritarianism. Either if they didn't expect it, it may happen anyway, or they may outright know it will happen, and that's the only way that will, and that's the only way to implement it. Uh, I don't have a response. I don't. Did did you I, did you were you I under the impression I didn't hear a question. You, were you under the impression that uh, 
if you vote for it, it will happen? Ide- so, ideally, yes. I am a, I'm a democratic socialist. That is... I, I would like so I would like socialism to arise democratically, and I would like it to, once it has arisen, maintain its democratic values. That is one of the most important uh, parts. Okay, but even even in a democratic vote, you have a, a majority and a minority, and the minority may not agree to give up their property. Okay. So what would you? What would you do in that situation? In that situation, uh, probably look for a compromise. But when the when it's something as black and white as that, uh, side of the majority, because because that so is we'll, an incredibly black and white. So would it be the case that the ma- majority would oppress the minority in this case? In this case, yes, appropriating property. I mean, yes, they are appro- they are expropriating property. That is true. And that happens. They in, need to... That happens in capitalist countries too. Well, it shouldn't. That's kind of like the fundamental of capitalism. Uh, in Germany, but... they voted. Uh, I think it was specifically in Berlin. Uh, they voted, and it was like pretty substantially in favor of uh, expropriating certain units from landlords and. Uh, and it it worked. Well, they haven't done so yet. It has to be approved in court, and there's no way that you could violate people's property rights in such a negative way. And even if you succeed legally, which I doubt, but if they succeed legally, then the whole market is, the bottom will fall off. Like, people will just say, well, we invested all this time, money, and effort, and then people just vote us out. Like, where, firstly, where are our, our our rights can the majority just take our rights away and if, if it is the case then there's no political stability or economic stability we're just gonna take our money to a different country okay I cool I don't have like I don't disagree with that but if they want to do that go ahead it, it's not this is not what I came here to discuss. This is getting into like the nuances of def- various implementations of socialism. Okay, the, so I, the... I maintain, sticking to the topic, I maintain that the implementations of socialism will typically be authoritarian. And anything that... Uh... It is, I don't disagree. In, it is, authoritarian socialism is one of the easiest things to implement because it is very... It's one and done. Once the person has power, they can do as they please. It just so okay. happens that the people who tend to get that far are also some of the worst people. Like okay. I, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Um, yeah. So is it so? And would it be the case that uh, authoritarian socialism can lead to atrocities? Can it? I'm yes, but. Yes, but not by virtue of it being socialism, by virtue of it being authoritarian. But we just agreed that authoritarian socialism is, is like the most likely form of socialism. It's the, e- it's the easiest to implement, and I am saying that... I am saying that the authoritarianism is the bad part. 
the socialism is the good part. One right, thing but that, it's, it's still a, a whole package. If you so, if you had a hypothetical, uh, like benevolent god, they could mm-hmm. do it. Like if you like, a benevolent dictator, they mm-hmm. could do it, and then uh, like before they step down or whatever, like sign into a thing, like can't like no more, no more dictators, no more one party. Make sure there's robust debate on issues, especially as they affect people, like stuff like that. It's it is the authoritarianism that I have an issue with, and it is, and it is not the socialism. However, okay, can you can uh, you help me understand how you how you extract the authoritarian in in a country, not like in a group of twenty two or two hundred people that decide to open a hippie commune and they're all agree to it? I mean, in a country, how do you implement socialism when, let's say, you only have fifty one percent of the vote? Most people will go along with it, is one of the best ways to put it. It's not, it, like, even, so, for example, like, uh, in the US, my fabulous country of origin, mm-hmm. it is, like, routinely, it is, well, we have the electoral college system, which is mm-hmm. god-awful, but, ignoring that, whenever there is an election, yeah, it's not like, it like, there's not much choice between the two. You get you get basically fascism and you get not quite as awful and they say they will do good stuff. That those mm-hmm. are your two options in the US. But there is not a uh there is not a like robust rebellion that happens every single time someone gets elected. Except for this year, but that's that this this year is Oh well, the last couple of years with the election of Biden has been a little bit weird. But until then, oh, yeah. Oh, hold on a second. So you're saying while Trump was in office that people just say, you know what, I don't really like Trump, but I'm going to give him a try. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not that they were gladly accepting it. I mean, it's he won they... the Democratic vote. That's kind of it. Like we, uh, we just have to give him I mean, a try. I mean, a he didn't win the Democratic vote. He lost by about Fine. three million. The but, electoral, no, whatever. Yes. Uh, no, yes. but my point is that there, there was, out like at least to my knowledge, there were no serious like attempts at rebellion as a result. Though many people, me included, vocally disagreed with basically everything he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like we didn't go out and do like militant action against that and. I, well, there was I know, there was some riots and there was some violence, but they, not, but they not, were not on a country due, level or anything. But yeah, yeah, they were not at a country level. That at no point did they pose even a vaguely serious threat to anything beyond like a like county courthouse. That was like the the worst that happened, and and lots of that was for good reason. For example, uh, the twenty seventeen Charlottesville stuff uh, was like people protested after that because there was a congregation of Nazis. And then there were, uh, and then, like the BLM protests when people were protesting police violence. Like, mm-hmm. out, those are not; those are also not to do with Trump, at least not directly. They aren't to do with the president, is the better way to put it. Well, well, and won't people there, like, aren't several really large, like protests 
kind of like after he was elected, they were like, you had that that pink pussy hat and and like millions oh, God, of people yeah, showed okay. up. And I forgot I forgot about 2017 era, uh, like neoliberal appropriated feminism. Ugh. Yeah, that was uh, awful. That's okay, not okay. <laughs> okay. I I'll take I'll I'll take it that on. I'm just saying that not everyone obviously agreed. Now now let's let's set that aside for a second. If, however, the government that's in power says, look, I want to appropriate or, ex- or expropriate all businesses and give them to the workers, assuming they have any, um, and this is like a real kind of uh, step beyond what Trump or Biden, well, I, I would assume, what Trump and Biden would have done in office. This is, this is quite authoritarian. And or quite, you know, use of force. You're li- you are coming in like with I don't know, you know, people with with hoods and not hoods, like uh, like police uniform, like full helmets and all that, taking away your property, taking you out. And this is this is a bit a bit of a different policy than what you would expect in the U.S. So it may give a di- more violent response because you are. You are using force on people. In addition, I would assume that the U.S., with its history of people uh, who own guns, just for this occasion, would choose to use them. The people who are the people with the guns have been saying they're going to use them for whenever there's uh, tyranny, and then when when the closest stuff to tyranny happens, they go about their merry days. But no, I I I know. I, I get I get your point. It's, I mean, even if it's a even if it's like a tiny minority, they're not going to give up their stuff without a fight. Now, having said that, I don't think that this is where like the most deaths, most atrocities happened in like the upfront. Uh, initi- yeah, because like, a lot of because a lot of people considered it a good thing at the time. I'm sure. I'm sure they did. So like take the take the Kulak's uh, property away, tell them you know, give it to the state and all that, and then everyone can share it. Shell the factories that were taking away from the bourgeoisie. Um, but I, I'm just showing that this is like a this is like not something people would agree to. Even like on a very primitive level, if if you have something that's yours, like you know it is yours, you. You feel you made it, you it belongs to you, and it's yours. And the government comes and takes it away. You, a lot of people, and let's say even if you put like decades of your life into into that business, you won't. You you would resort to violence, but obviously, like if it's like a handful of people compared to the rest of the population, then the majority can you know tell tell the police, you know, yeah, we don't care about these people. We want their stuff anyway, so go ahead. So we we are already using force. We're just okay with it. Yeah. Okay. We're we're okay with force, and we're okay with uh, people losing their individual and property rights, and we're okay with these authoritarian. You made a quite policies. big jump there. Well, have I? Which which? Where is the jump? Sorry. Um, losing that in. Uh, unless I misheard right. what you said. 
Wait, okay, so you, I, yeah, uh, unless I misheard what you said, um, individual and property rights, do I take that to mean you say that they are losing their individual rights? They're losing their private property rights, yeah. Pri okay, private property, okay, yeah, uh, I, mis I misheard what you said, or, well, misconstrued okay. it. Um, anyway, sorry, go on. So we're, we're taking like a, a, a small minority of the population, and we're saying, we hate you. And we don't mind using force against you. And we take away their stuff. We take a, we relinquish them of their private property rights. We use force, and it's a arguably I don't even think it's arguably an authoritarian move. It's not liberal, not democratic. I mean, it is democratic, but it's it's a mob rule slash authoritarian. Is that a is that a I concur, so I can continue, or is that... Hold on, I'm thinking. I mean, so... Uh, by and large, yeah. Uh, I... I don't... I don't agree completely, but, like, I don't have... The... I don't, I don't even know what the word would be. I don't really have... A way to disagree. Well, like, you, you're gonna because... have to come up with something because I'm gonna ask why is this moral? Uh, why is it moral? Because it's not. Because it's not discrimination uh, based on immutable characteristics. It is discrimination based on a purely uh, human-created. Uh, okay, let me let me do a comparison here, and I'm gonna. I'm going to be straw many in a sense, but, uh, but I, I do need to make this comparison. So we've got, okay. we've got socialism, we've got Nazism, yeah? We have a majority, mm. on, on the Nazism side, we have a majority of German people, and we have a minority of ethnically Jewish people, yeah? On the socialism yeah. side, we have a majority of proletariat, and a minority of capitalists. Okay? Mm. Both are applying force. Uh, both are using force and taking the stuff. Of, in both cases, they're taking their stuff away. They're harassing them, killing them, kicking them out of the country. I don't think I'm exaggerating too much. Uh, but in both cases, we have this these similarities. So now explain to me why, why is one side moral and one side immoral? Because only one of them is based I don't, on the what, what, does, what I is that important? Really why is it because one of them you can change it like discrimination so for example like uh to use a very topical uh example discrimination based on uh like sorry discrimination in very heavy air quotes um based on vaccine status is a common thing for people to complain okay. about these days and they and frequently they compare it to like the, the really deranged, vocal, outspoken ones, compare it to Nazi Germany. Mm -hmm. What Aside from the many, many reasons, the many other reasons that it's a stupid comparison, you can, you can get vaccinated. You can not, you can choose, you can make a choice to no longer be, uh, to be in this discriminated against okay. group. If, uh, in the antebellum South, you could you couldn't choose to no longer be black in uh, Nazi Germany. You couldn't choose to no longer be Jewish. That's not 
it's not how faith works. And uh, it, immutable characteristics are different because of their nature as being uh, immutable. Okay, I, you can't I, change that. You I appreciate that. It. So are you saying that socialism isn't immoral because you don't have to be a capitalist? You can just not make a. You you yes, can just give up I your factory so. and 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 you know, not be a permi and not. Yeah. So uh, one so one way that uh that would be a fairly balanced way to go about it would be imposing would be rather than like actually like using soldiers to come like seize it from you by for, by physical force. Mm -hmm. Instead, you just make it so that uh, it is economically not viable to continue being a uh, a capital okay, so, well, capital in this instance meaning you know the metaphorical deeds to the Okay, factor. so why don't the Jews in Germany just leave the country or change their religion and renounce Judaism to, that, to then be part of the of the Germans? I mean, you don't what? Why don't Jews Ju in Religion, religion is. You don't just say, "Oh yeah, no, I'm no longer a Jew." Uh, okay, so yeah, leave, sorry about fine. that. Uh, can you let me out of leave the gas the chamber now? Then. That's Why don't not a thing you can leave do. the country then? If if a capitalist can just give up his property and walk away, why don't Jews just leave leave the, the Germany at the time? Um, because it it, 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 it kind of it kind of sounds like you're blaming the victim here a little. No. Are you sure? Okay. At the uh, I think at the beginning, uh, at at the beginning at least, I'm fairly certain that there was a fairly large exodus of of uh, Jewish Germans, like out of the country, uh, because of that. Right. I'm, uh, I'm not. So they did. In, they did in fact leave the country, and then after that, it was because when like. They didn't get an opportunity because they were being hunted right. down. Right, and also, you know, the Germans went and in, invaded. Other so they did. So they did leave the country as best well, as I, they could. I actually know more about this, but they, but Germany also invaded other countries, so it's not not that, that but they my, did. But the point is, I, I, why are we blaming the victims here? We're not. I'm not saying that because we're essentially saying. In another context, this woman got raped because she she wore those clothes, and like I said, the capitalists didn't have to wear those clothes. They could have, you know, wore decent clothes. So I'm trying to wrap my head we're, around. We're blaming that. the victim. Um, we're saying capitalists didn't have to be something. And that's why we're oppressing them. Capitalists can voluntarily renounce their their stuff, and if they don't, we will not. Like the punishment is purely economic. Like there is, but also there's not like a well, at least uh, to my knowledge, there's not really like a ideology of some description in which you must be a capitalist. You must, as in, you must be a capital owner. I don't but think it, there's an ideology. That, that I don't. I don't know that. how that is relevant. It's it's literally we we have an in group and an out group. We are saying the capitalists are, ev are evil because huh. X, Y, and Z, and in a different one, we're saying the Jews are evil because X, Y, and Z. And, and to be completely honest with you, I can also go, go deep on can you actually say that capitalists are not Jews themselves? Because Marx wasn't really like a... 
no, no. I I know about Marxist right. anti-Semitism. So, Don't. So like you you can <laughs> have like you know the Germans like Jews you know are controlling the banks, and you can have in the socialist countries Jews are controlling the banks. So it's if you get what I'm saying, and in fact like I can draw more analogies, but I won't for the moment. Um, we have like a we have like a group, and we'll, and the majority is targeting the group, the minority, and it could be you know because of racial issues, it could be because of economic reasons, it could be because of conspiracy theories. But at the end of the day, that's that's what's happening. But we're saying, well, because it's not immutable characteristics, they can denounce X, Y, and, the, and X, Y, and Z. Then it's okay. I mean, by and large, yes. And and but so I so this is a point where I can say, look here, socialism is immoral because it's oppressing a minority. If now you're going to say, well, the minority oppresses the, it's the other way around. The minority oppresses the majority. And the Germans will say the same thing. Okay, A, one of those is based on fact, but that's I'm not going to even bother engaging with that one. There is also, like, you did just say it, that one of them is immutable. You can choose to not be a capitalist. You can choose, like, you can't just say, like, you can't just say, oh yeah, no, I'm not a, I'm not a... Jewish right, but let, let me. Let I, me I understand that a it's Christian man. Let me out of this gas chamber. Yeah, th- thanks. I understand <laughs> that it's immutable and immutable characteristics versus. But it's not. It's not the case of what we are saying. German people hated uh, were racist and hated these, the hated Jews because of immutable characteristics, and on the socialist side, it's not like we are oppressing a minority of people that are very successful in the business. That they are. Murders and uh, sorry, it's not like we're oppressing a group of murders and rapists, and we're bringing justice to them. We're, we're literally, we're a socialism is literally attacking a group of people that are su- more successful in business, and we're saying no, actually they're exploiters, they're the devil, so on and so forth. Germans are saying no, the Jews you, are the devil, so on and so forth. I can, I can. Do you believe in the meritocracy? I, I, I don't. So I don't. That, I don't. That, that's not really relevant, but like, but that was implied by one of the things you well, said. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Even if you take the in Russia, the kulaks, the kulaks were essentially previous peasants that got like a like a strip of land, and they and they did very well with that land. So they became slightly richer than they were before. Because if you if you, I don't know if you know, but for the longest time, the czar basically controlled everything, owned everything, and no one owned any property by the by the czar. So once the peasants got a bit of land, private land of their own, and the, and when Stalin came around, they didn't want to relinquish. Sorry, not Stalin, Lenin. They didn't want to relinquish it, and they burnt the wheat before giving it back to to Lenin. And then he implemented NEP. But um, the idea basically is that you know they were peasants forever, and then they got a bit of land, and and they were a bit better at it. So he called them kulaks. In in terms of meritocracy, absolutely, they did better on their own. And there was no outside factor to that what, at all. For peasants to to do slightly better at farming, what uh, outside factors would yes. there be? Uh, I'm not aware of any, but yeah. Oh, I mean, soil quality stuff like that. Uh, there's so many like luck based things. We're not doing, we're not doing luck based now, surely. No, uh, it's not even relevant to the to the argument okay. at hand. So, 
these people have but but, but in but Lenin targeted these people simply because they have more money or or because they're doing better. They could be doing better because they're just hard working and they now that they have the opportunity to grow their own property and grow their own business, they are excited about it and want to do well. I mean, and after all, they're making food. It's not like they're it's a it's a very needed uh, commodity that everyone appreciates that the more there is, the better it is for everyone else. So I don't exactly uh, see what uh, we need to spite to be spiteful of them of. So you, okay. you don't think you don't think that oppressing minorities is an evil characteristic. I would say this depends on so it depends on what they're being oppressed for, but I would so uh like would you oppress school like well, it's a bit of a reductive way to view it, but would you oppress uh the proverbial schoolyard bully? I mean I I don't know if this is the best analogy here, but like, if you're saying, would you oppress a minority of, of murderers and rapists? I would say, well, they, 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 they themselves did unjust things and they need to be brought to justice because murdering a rapist, but, mm -hmm. but I don't, I wouldn't say in any, by any stretch of the imagination that the minority, minority of people that do well in business are that, unless like, specific examples of them broke the law in a specific way. I mean... Why are we even the, grouping them together, though? Why are we even grouping what, them together? Sorry. Capitalists. Grouping who? Because they all share the, they all share the same defining trait which uh, socialists consider imp uh, immoral, which is property. Right, but they are all, they, are, they could be all different people from different walks of life, some born rich, some born poor. There's no, it's not like they hang out at the same club, maybe some do, but it's not like all of them hang out at the same club or anything. They they all, in the example of the Kulaks, they started from peasants. Some people could be aristocrats from previous generations and they just received money, but they're all different. Why are we grouping them? Because they all share that same, because the the defining thing within capitalists is that they are capitalists. That is right, the capitalist in the sense that they own why, something because they, I, they own. But okay, yeah, which is cons which which socialists consider immoral. You're asking me like the moral reason. Socialists consider it moral if, because if you, if you own something, if you own, if you own, if you own, if you privately as an individual own yeah. means of production. Or some part, or some portion of it. Okay, yes, let me then moral. let me ask that you a question. That is the socialist. Go right let's ahead. Let's say I'm not sure if I've done this with you already, but let's say I uh, own. I did do this with you. Let's say I, in the example where I own a bag factory from last time. Oh my god! And yeah. I and I hire yeah, was... an employee or two employees. Am I immoral for mm. owning a bag factory? I yes. am. What did I do that's immoral? That, 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 where? Wh how did? Where did I step the boundary from? When I owned my own bag factory and I was doing it alone, I'm assuming I'm I'm immoral. Yes. When I be Sorry, before that, hiring that, anyone, I, and I had a bag factory. Do you remember our example, or should I remind you? 
Uh, sorry. You were immoral for owning the factory. I mean, the the employees. Uh, uh, that is a that is a separate issue. But it but also owning the factory is is in and of itself also. Immoral. So when when I when I made the factory from scratch and I worked it on my own and I had and I owned the means of production, but I also started from nothing. Like I I worked for someone else. You built, I built it with, with your bare, bare hands. hands I saved up. I opened my own company, and, and it, it was bumpy to start off with because not everyone was buying my product. After a while, I perfected it. I did well, and then I started hiring some people. Until the point I started hiring people, did I do anything immoral? I don't really know how to answer that. Well, it just, because... what, what do you feel is wrong or right? Do you, is, this, is this a complicated example? Am I doing something, some trickery or something? It's more, it's not the example itself per se, but rather the fact that it's an incredibly, like, it is not, it, it, because it is, uh, a hypothetical you can have it isolated from outside things and it is a very uh, generous hypothetical your position because I, I don't know I don't know about that, that. would never I, happen. I think most companies start out this way like uh, um, okay maybe maybe most do like, I I have no idea if uh, that let me is just true. throw a number f- uh, I'm sure that whenever you release a this, number for you someone would fact check so in in America, and I'm pr- I'm pretty sure this is, these are the numbers. Ninety eight percent of the businesses are five hundred people or less. So whenever you hear a politician says small business is the engine of the economy, are the engines of the economy? They're referring to the vast majority of companies are five hundred or less. So like small to medium sized businesses. Typically, some of those will be mom and pop shop shops. And uh, some will be for, obviously, like there are some multinationals and all that. But in terms of uh, out of all the companies registered in some office in America, ninety-eight percent of them, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive that it's around those numbers are five hundred people or less. So even the five hundred people would be like numerically not that high. The most would be small. So yeah. the example I'm giving you is not light years away. Obviously, it's not a multinational, but it's not light years away from the majority of the economy. Uh, I mean, so uh, yeah, I, I just did check, and yeah, you were right. Um, there were 6.1 million, 6.1 million employer firms in the United States in 2018. Uh, of those, firms with fewer than 500 employees accounted for 99.7%. Okay. There you go. Sorry, I'd... not that that's especially necessary, but those are the numbers, if you're interested. Um... So, so my, my example... Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if you even think that socialists are targeting these mom-and-pop shops, because I don't, I don't feel that they are, but by default, they may be doing that. So, from from your no, from I your mean, point, so, 
Certainly from not your initially. Point of, well, from your point of view, well, if, if we're abolishing private property, it would affect anyone that owns private property. But from your point of view, where did my bag shop analogy become immoral? Where, where was the line? When was the line crossed? And so let's say it's let, let's I'll give you that it's a generous example, let's say. However, when when did it become immoral? You want me to complete? You want me to be completely honest, yeah, or just uh, like bullshit to be off, off the top of my head for the next couple? Have of I seconds. bullshitted you so far? Okay, then if I'm being no, well, okay, I don't think so. And when I said bullshit, I meant like basically spew mindless, uh, okay. like if you, if you spew mindless stuff. And if I'm being honest, if you I spew don't mindless stuff. I if I'm being honest, I don't know that that is the best answer I can give oh. you. I. Do okay, not let's know. let's let's I, let's advance the uh, example to be more in line with uh, what you may consider a capitalist and less generous, and and less generous of an example. Let's say I'm doing extra well in the bag factory. I hire a new premises. I hire a new sales shop. I hire a manager for the sale for like sorry like a client-facing shop and, and the factory is not client-facing. So now I have a factory, I have a shop, I have a manager for that shop, I have a manager for the factory, and I'm, you know, I start to, to be at home a bit more, I, uh, I, I don't come as, I don't work as hard in the, in the factory itself, but I do, you know, talk to the managers and make decisions on, on a higher level now for the, for the direction of the company. Am I immoral? So I've got I've got uh, no, twenty five workers work. in the in the factory plus a manager, and I have five what? people in the upfront store plus a manager. Am I immoral? Okay. Um. No, you're still doing work. Uh, what? I completely forgot that this was meant to not be a continuation of last time. Do you want to get back to the original thing, or do you want to continue? Like, well, I. I it is this, because I mean I I don't. Okay, so how how are the capitalists immoral then? What why why are they immoral? What have they done that it's that is immoral? That we that it's okay to persecute them. Uh, profiting on without doing work. Uh, so in this, so because I was doing work, it's well, not. Well, it's, it is. It doesn't count. So I would say that. The way to deal with it, uh, as co-ops do, uh, is uh, it is sal like everyone is salaried. No one like uh, brain, please. I swear to God. <sighs> Come on, you should know this stuff. My Power capitalism, immoral. Yeah. Give it to me. <sighs> because they, because they don't, by virtue of being mm -hmm. capitalists, they do not, or at least. They are not. They don't work for the profits. They they might, and that will add to it. But it, they like. Uh, I think the the fun buzzword, especially on the Sigma grind set TikToks mm -hmm. and stuff like that, is um. Uh, what is the what is the buzzword they use for that? Uh, passive income. There we go. The uh, like the best thing for everyone. Okay, so let me let me draw. Let me ask. Two follow-up questions to your point. 
So we're saying capitalists are immoral because they they provide capital, provide mo- investment money. They help start the company. I'm assuming you're agreeing. They help start the company, but then they don't work in the company. They just uh, take profits on the amount of money they invested. Yes. Have I have yes. I exaggerated anything, or are we are we okay to continue? It's a it's a it's a tad simplistic, but no, I don't really disagree. Would you like to add something to what I said? Well, you I, can now. No, uh, no, but were were this the beginning, I probably would. But like, I do not, I do not have your fortitude for well, when I, it comes to. I do like to simplify it. To be fair. Yeah. Oh. I I I know, and I appreciate it because it okay. helps me. So, by that definition, first firstly, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are not capitalists. But they, they are, are working in their business. Always have. They are working, but that doesn't... So they are... I mean, t- Elon Musk did buy Tesla. He didn't but found he, it. He or, is working. Or may, no, it might have been he SpaceX. Wor- yeah, sorry. Uh, but yes, he, working somewhere, so you can mm-hmm. work somewhere and be a capitalist. My issue with that is the capitalist part, not the work. But you, But you did say me as the uh, bag factory because I still work in the company that I'm not the immoral people. Oh, then I misconstrued what you said. Uh, I meant to... Well, that or I didn't like fully so if, get if, my point. Okay, let me, let, um, me, let, me re- you... let me repeat the question. So if, if Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos just sat at home and collected uh capital gains on their on their companies that would be immoral in your point of view but because they work in their company always have by the way worked in their company they ha- have never really stopped and even i think bezos is thinking of stopping but moving to some of the charities or the philanthropy stuff that he wanted to so he's still going to work he's not going to like stay at home and be idle so because they're working on their businesses for argument's sake they count as employees that are working because if the definition of uh, capitalist is doesn't need to work or um, collects collects passive income and doesn't work, they are they do have capital, but they are still working. The issue is the passive income. Whether so, whether they make it on top of uh, salaried work mm-hmm. or whatever else is irrelevant. If that is the only source of income, cool. Don't care. If that is like, if they do that, and it's only a, if they do that, but they also work, they should get paid for their work. They should not. The the it's a, it is the accruing of capital gains in this instance that is the issue, and whatever the and that is immoral. Be. That okay. is yes. So I'm going to ask another question. Um, basically, every single worker in the economy has capital. And we'll get to a point where they stop working from it. What? Uh, do you, are you familiar with something called the pension? Yeah, uh, I am. Uh, remember, I live in the well, US. For, let's, for argument's sake, right? Let's say the majority of the workers <laughs> will, will have a pension. Yeah. And, so and will. The, your, your example fails in the US, but I. You take can't have point, a pension yes. in the US? You can. Uh, very few people have the ability to save for that, and like, uh, 
the majority of the majority of workers in the U.S. Uh, live paycheck to paycheck. The median income in the U.S. is like thirty-four thousand, which is a hair above the the, the poverty. The rate. average, the median US household in the U.S. is sixty-nine thousand. You you can check that. I checked that recently. Oh, so I was looking at uh, that's for individual income is thirty thousand. Okay, median household is sixty-nine. That's not that. But look, any 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 which way, <laughs> any which way. I don't know if how it is in the U.S., but in the U.K., when you hit retirement, everything's private. There's no nursing home or something that's that's public. Like it's on you. And at some point, your body's gonna stop working, and, and it's not something you won't see coming. You you know you're gonna get old. And there are pensions. There are like you know most are private. But if you're a government employee, it will be government pensions. But the, the majority are, are private. And even, do you remember back in the day in, uh, in 2008 where some uh, companies had <clears throat> company pensions and then and the UK government <clears throat> said you can't have company pensions anymore. It all has to be private. So most of us have private. And at some point, it's going to be enough for us to retire off. I mean, you you could say maybe a, com a meager combination of national insurance, I don't know, like a few hundred pounds a month plus your pension. So at some point, a lot of workers are are by your definition are going to be capitalists. The over time they save into it, they invest in other companies. Their pension grows over time, so they accrue the profit into the into the pension. And at some point, they will stop needing to work and live off the payments from the pension, meaning they are capitalists. Hmm. Yes. Okay, so... I don't... I, I don't know what the question was. Everyone's capitalist, like, basically. Most I, people are capitalists. Most even Even uh, the billionaires are a combination of workers and capitalists. Regular people are a combination of workers yeah, and capitalists. But, Anyone who has a pension is a, is a worker and a capitalist. Yes. Yes. That is true. But, like, that's not... Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to point... Yes, that is by, vir that is by virtue of a capitalist Okay, I'm economy. just trying to point out... You can't, like... You, it is so incredibly difficult to be not capitalist in a capitalist okay. economy and like and especially like later in life like once like once you hit say like the mandatory retirement age which is 65 mm -hmm. once you hit that it is that at that point it is impossible that is not a thing that you can do unless you are like uh, unless you are unreasonably skilled well you unless you don't need to use your skilled, but, physical body to earn money yeah, the yeah, the so so like yes. if you, yeah. There are people like I would like I even I well actually okay. I am not a good example for this. Pretty much everyone is to some degree a capitalist, but not by virtue of but most of them it's by virtue of necessity rather than need greed or so by then by greed. H hold on, need. hold on a second. What I'm just saying is that these distinctions are largely bullshit, and we, and and socialists are going after rich people because they're rich, mm -hmm. 
And because they have something that socialists want, either a factory that makes stuff or outright money in the bank. By the way, and I, I, I raised this mm. point on Discord, I said if we're making a decision between private property and personal property, will socialists in the revolution let the rich people keep their money, gold and jewelry? Because that to me would be personal property. And I'm not entirely convinced that they will. I'm pretty sure they'll raid that as well. So it's it's frankly, without like, you know, strawmanning it too much, it, it seems good. like they just want to steal stuff. And that is immoral on its face. And even like the distinction between who is a capitalist, who is not a capitalist, it, it clearly, we, we, we know clearly who they're going to go after. They're not going to necessarily go after the mom and pop shops right away, let's say, or even at all. They're going to go after the rich people. So that, that is the distinction. You have money, we want it. And we're gonna we're gonna take it away from you by force. So and and we have like this whole philosophical uh, system saying why you are immoral while you're scratching your head as we explain to you while you're immoral. So that that is a distinction. Like and and if you wanted to avoid, you know, being oppressed, you shouldn't have any money. It's like what do you mean? Like I worked hard for this, or I my my parents gave it to me. It's like it doesn't matter. We want it, and we're gonna discriminate against you. And I think that's outright evil i mean i i can't i can't sugarcoat it i can't see it through other people's eyes it it seems evil on its face yes it's not an immutable characteristic but i don't really think that's a super good reason why to oppress these people anyway anyway i, I made the case that it's evil i can make more cases if you'd like because i went into this subject quite a bit but would you okay would you like me to yeah, yeah, respond absolutely. to that? Okay, so while I'm sure that there are some socialists who would say that, yeah, if you're rich, fuck you. Uh, yeah, no. Um, maybe for you, that's not what I'm into. Uh, a lot of a lot of them, especially the more intellectually honest ones, will say it is not just people who are rich; it is people who became rich by owning, like purely by mm -hmm. owning. So, uh, there are people, like, you can become, like, at least, uh, you can become rich, not to the unfathomably wealthy levels of, uh, modern-day, like, billionaires, but you can definitely become, certainly, uh, quite rich, if bordering on legitimately, unequivocally rich, purely through your own, like, labor. That is, it is not an impossible mm -hmm. feat. For example, my parents are both uh, university professors. They are both, like, combined, like, they afford a very nice house. Oh, well, pretty nice house. Like, nice Do you car, need all those stuff? Just like, think nice. of the poor people. There are people in Africa right now. I just not continue, sorry. <laughs> so that was, that, that was actually funny. Um, but, like, uh, beyond that, uh, doctors or lawyers, or athletes mm -hmm. even, at least at, at least the beginning of their career. Like, they are not... Like, they get paid hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars for okay. their labor. And I don't have an issue with that. But the reason why there is such a conflation between uh, capitalists and rich people is because for for most people, the only way to become rich is to become a capitalist is to like beyond the 
bare necessities of of living under a, a, a hyper privatized civilization. It is it it is not a it is not possible to become a billionaire, at least for now, without being a capitalist. Okay. And most people who are millionaires, like actual like millionaires, did so by virtue of uh, owning capital, by owning private property. And would you? Th- but it is not. Uh, Sorry, okay. I so I I can say a few th- a few things about it, but I don't think that in this debate I will. But I'm just I'm just uh, trying to trying to to prove the point that socialists are targeting these people. They are blaming them for being immoral, and I can I can make the case that it's not it doesn't necessarily have to be true that they have done anything immoral. I mean, you could, you'd have to frame it using a particular lens to say, actually, they've done something immoral when they haven't. They could have been, like, super helpful, super productive, super beneficial to society, you know, created a good product. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being generous here, but created a, a good product, hired people, every, all around was, were happy. Maybe some people were a bit uh, formal, employees that, that were upset about something, but on the whole, they were positive, and socialists are targeting these people, saying they're immoral, when it may not necessarily be the case. Now, I I would just like you to grant me that while, I'm, while it could be the case that some people who are rich did so in a dishonest way, I, I will grant you, sorry, that some people got, became rich did it in this dishonest way, or they... Uh, paid some politicians and as a result became rich I would, and, and there are I would say, I will hope a minority but the majority of the people did so in a productive and, and helpful way or, the, or at the very least, it can't be true that all of them default to being immoral like maybe some are and maybe some aren't uh, and if an individual who are not moral or they violate the laws should be held accountable for that but just because they have capital is not a good reason to discriminate against uh, a minority of people. And, and I would say that because you are, or because the ideological system is doing that, that discrimination, similar to other ideologies that discriminate, is immoral itself. Okay. Now I can go in to why I think uh, the atrocities under socialism happened and and link it to socialism. But right now we'll just... Do you want to do that for capitalism as well? You'd have to. Okay. Uh, Would you like to? I'm getting a bit tired and also I'm very Uh, hungry. I mean, would I like to do it for socialism? Sure. I mean, if, if you want to do it for capitalism, you'll have to do that. Why would so uh, you want me to start the process of linking it? Well, I I would okay. sure. Uh, so, although if we could wrap this up in the next you know fifteen minutes or so, you want me to explain how millions of people died in fifteen minutes? Yeah, you're good at talking fast, and also you're 
You are very good at explaining well, thank things. You. Okay, I'll give it a shot. So I, with the background of doing a bit of research in this area, I believe that, and I need to use a new word here, I believe that uh, because socialist, socialism sorry, is a collectivist ideology, and if you look at collectivism in Wikipedia, socialism is, is, is in that same page. Um, th th that causes issues that later lead to atrocities. So before we talked about in-group and, and out-group, that is a collectivist mentality that, or a tribalist mentality that we have a, a collective, that's the in-group, and the out-group is the target of the, the collective or they are a collective themselves but like a smaller one and, and the two groups are fighting. And typically in atrocities what you would see is you would see uh, a majority collective or press a minority collective. I I've never seen a situation where equal size collective attack each other. Typically the, the, the minority collective uh, is harming or attacking the majority collective. Typically they are part of they are, sorry, they're part of the country or they're, they're together. They live together, sorry, but the minority collective is, is harming or attacking the principles of the majority, majority collective. Um, so in the case of, so we talked about oppression. So in the case of the USSR, I'll just go over this quickly. Uh, they targeted people that uh, were what they consider bourgeoisie and sent them to the gulags. They sent kulaks to the gulags. They, at some point, Stalin came to power and just like people who are counter-revolutionary or politically not aligned with him. Uh, so it could be the case that they were like not as um, not as socialist or communist as, as he would want, they were like more Trotskyist or something like that. Or they were just, they don't, didn't like what he was doing and they wanted to attack and, and, de and take him out of power. All these people would be killed or, or sent to the gulags. In addition, uh, people who didn't fit the, the mold, like that were of a different religion, would also be purged. So in the case of the USSR, the Muslim Tartars this was in Lenin's time, actually. The Muslim Tartars were withheld food in a sort of famine-like way that they did in, in, in Kazakhstan and, and Ukraine. And, but, but they were seen by Lenin as nationalist bourgeoisies, and that's why he, he targeted them. So anyone that doesn't fill the mold of the collective would be purged, sent, sent to prison, or killed. Similarly to China, uh, we had China attack Tibetans and other many Tibetans, but some Muslim minorities. In the case of Cambodia, also people who didn't fit the mold, people who had glasses, who could have been intellectuals, were executed, and their children and their, and their wives. Um, and also, there was an element of, of religious uh, purging, so in the case of Cambodia, they killed 75% of the Muslim community. It's not a very large country, but it was a high percentage of Muslims in that country. Um, and one of the big, the biggest reasons for the atrocities were typically ideological economic projects. So it was typically collectivization of farming, started with the USSR, 
um, saying, look, we this capitalist way or or this individual way of private ownership is is the opposite of what we want. We want collectivized farming because reasons. And as a result, uh, these tragedy of the commons like effects happened. I'm I'm doing it very quickly, but as a result of this collectivized farming, that's pretty much agreed on. Some people say there are, there are this and famines, but essentially, this was a very large part of it. Um, the yield were low; it was inefficient, and peop- millions of people died in Russia in 28 to 33, I think, or 30, 31 to 30. 31 to 33 maybe then over in china exactly the same thing 58 to 62 60 million people died from the because people were afraid of mao they they kind of like didn't let him know what was happening and, and extended the period of time where people were dying then it would have happened in cambodia too because they were operating on the same system but but the cambodians just were very effective at killing themselves before the hunger uh, set in and um these are things that I would associate more with socialism, the, the ideological uh, approach to, to the economy. It has to be the opposite of uh, private ownership to capitalism, to individuals doing stuff. It has to be a collective, which led to the most amounts of death. And as we mentioned before, I, I do think that socialism has to be authoritarian. If it has to be authoritarian, these things happen. And we are oppressing a minority. Therefore, I think that socialism is evil. Um, if you consider those to be default, uh, what about people who die from lack of access to medical care? So i i have a I have a problem with this comparison to perfect utopia, like. We could solve all these problems right now, but because uh, capitalism is no. on is is something, then it's it's capitalism's fault. Because the the comp- so let me let me just let me just make two comparisons uh, before you you throw me some numbers. In the case of socialist countries, a the government did it to their own citizens, so it's not the case that I'm considering invading other countries and the deaths that resulted from that. The, the, the government killed its own citizens, and B, they, their situation got uh, worse rapidly, and and they died as a result, either from starvation or purges or political purges or. Murder. So if, if starvation counts, why does one one last count? sorry, sorry, one last thing? Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh. Sorry, so go ask your questions if I if I recall what I wanted to say. Oh, yes, I do recall what I wanted. Uh, in the case of socialists, they, they were forced to do these things. They were told, you have to collectivize your farm. If you don't, we'll send you to a gulag, pretty much like what they did to the gulags. You have to do these things. You don't have a choice in the matter. And because they did what the government, the authoritarian government, uh, arguably told them to do those things, it resulted in their death and starv- starvation and death. In capitalism, at the very least, no one's forcing, no one's telling you what to do. Like uh, there may be like a framework of what you can or cannot do. You can't violate other people's rights, but you have choice within that, or a relatively large degree of choice. 
uh, as, as a tribute of capitalism gives you a lot of options. And you make decisions there. If you made a bad decision, which resulted in your in something that harms you or, or even your death, that it was a decision that you made and not something that forced on you. So that's that's the distinction. If you want to give me numbers now, that's fine. Why is starvation a thing that you can classify under a socialist failure, but not capitalist? Because the socialist government, something happened. Oh. The socialist government uh, forced people to do something that resulted in their death. They didn't have a choice in the matter. So they were told do this or else, and it was an ideological socialist economic project, which resulted in their death. That's what I think. Whereas with capitalism, you're like, look. You have a choice. You can make the wrong choice. You can make mistakes which would result in your death, but you had the you were the one making the decision, not the government. But this is kind of the reverse. This is fighting your real numbers with your like with the idealistic capitalism in real would you okay would you agree that the world is by and large capitalistic Do no i would like say uh, i would say they're mostly mixed economies if not all of them uh what mixed economies what i know what a mixed economy is okay I don't think there is. I don't think there is a hundred percent capitalist country. Surely, Somalia, everyone's favorite capitalist country. <laughs> that is not a capitalist country. Eh. Do they have property rights they, there? Do you have property rights under capitalism? Yes, that's the point. But uh, would you agree that it requires a state to maintain said property rights? I would agree. Yes. Okay. A limited state, so, but yes. Yeah. So at least you're not completely delusional. Just, uh, um, so why is the world not... So if the world is largely like, like free trade is one of the most like popular things it it is the most one of the most common things in the world as far as they get forms of interaction mm -hmm. well uh, so, look mean, to mixed economy yeah but if we're talking about it like something like uh venezuela mm -hmm. uh, favorite boogeyman of the of idiots of idiotic uh talking heads on the right not you i was thinking more like ben shapiro tim pool I've also studied Venezuela. I can answer Venezuelan questions. Well, they, well I, I think they have like something like thirty percent, uh, or thirty percent public ownerships, uh, like seventy percent private. Right, but which is... the those thirty percent are over eighty percent of the overall GDP of the economy, and they did. They, they. I mean, also they hitched they hitched it to oil, a very very like risky thing to do. 
they didn't they didn't necessarily hitch it I'll, I'll explain they didn't necessarily hitch it to oil they, they had oil and they did try to unhitch it from oil they invested for example in uh, 258,000 corks uh, only 50 odd survived 50 odd thousand survived um, they took away, you know, land from rich owners and expropriated and gave it to some of those corps uh, that I just mentioned. And they did have this like uh, socialist ideological plan to uh, grow the economy. So they uh, nationalized some banks. They nationalized some invest. I, I, I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, I'm under the impression they nationalized some hedge funds or, or investment companies. I'm somewhat sure. So, but if I'm wrong, I'll I'll, I'll admit that I am. Um, they, the corps, for example, they gave money to them. They subsidized them. They, they were not part of government ownership anyway. So, so even in this case, just because you're saying thirty percent doesn't mean they they weren't using oil money to prop up the economy so it will grow in other ways. They were just not very good at, uh, or they were using ideological socialist economic decisions to to grow the economy. They did try to, and everyone tries to unhitch from oil. Everyone, Saudi Arabia. Everyone knows that it's a limited resource, uh, but they just weren't very successful at it. Would you say that uh, many attempts at coups and yeah, they had coups there. Even uh, Chavez had a coup in ninety two. So he was the one initiating it in ninety two. Yeah, but would you say that coups are not generally conducive to a smooth sailing experience for the citizens and economy? I mean, sure. Uh, in general, though, they nationalized their oil like way, way, like in the 70s or something. They've, and in general, a lot of Latin American countries see socialism as something favorable. It's, it's, they teach it at school in a particular way. The philosophy is in the air for something conducive to socialism. They, they like that stuff over there. And bear in mind that Venezuela is not rich like, like Norway, the people there. So, the oil was subsidized so people could, you know, grow the economy and, and pay, pay less. And a lot of programs uh, that were using oil mine to, to help people get food or like price controls of food. And I think even food was nationalized or some chains were nationalized. Um, but yeah, you can continue. I need to let my dog in for a second. Well, I have to go because I am starving. The food is getting cold and my boyfriend is demanding cuddles. Spencer's demanding cuddles. Okay, so socialism is evil and Spencer wants cuddles. Yes. Honestly, you should title it that. Unironically, title it that. Okay. 